Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins. You're listening to I'm Probably Right. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the boards, producing, engineering. Kevin, say what up. What's up, Reggie? Great to have you back. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be back. How are you feeling after uh, after this week's Rams yes. big win over the Bucks? I am definitely on a high, and uh, apparently everyone else is in Los Angeles, too, until they start losing. And then I'm sure everyone will run away. But uh, Oh, man. Great game well, you Sunday. guys, yeah, great game. And I don't know about y'all losing, but... This week, we are going to talk about the NFL, some of my thoughts and uh, some of the highlights and lowlights from this past week, which was week three. We'll also talk about the NBA and some of the anti-vaxxers that are making it hard for the season to get underway. But first. Uh, Week three in the NFL just took place, Kevin, and... I got to say, man, I this is uh, one of the best NFL seasons we've had in a while. Do you do you agree? I mean, you feel like the opening weeks have been really exciting. I feel like the energy is there all around, not only from the player standpoint, the fans getting back, just having normal football back, whatever it is. We're all loving it and we're buying it. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a byproduct of I mean, hell, last year there was no fans. So it kind of changed. And you really you really don't notice the difference with fans not being there until the fans are there, right? Because last season you watch these games. It's like, there's no, the the crowd noise and some of the people have fake noise and you're just, it's just, you're not, I mean, it's just not the same thing. And so you're not getting the same level of competition when there's nobody there to really, uh, you know, really edge up or, or, scream at the opposing team or make it hard for the line to hear for the snap count and you the fans are the fans are really an extra player for these teams i mean it's it's really making a difference and the scheduling has been phenomenal we've had some great games and we'll i mean hell your guys's team the la rams and the bucks that was I, I, it was a great game and just unexpected that the Rams would just kind of run over the Bucks like that. Um, yeah, going I, against the goat, man. Yeah, yeah, going against the goat. And I mean, I actually I took the Rams. I, I won money because I bet that the Rams would win. It was a pick'em. Vegas had it as a pick'em. Yeah, I think it was only um, half a point uh, pregame, so um, I won as well. Yeah, which was crazy because why is that a pick'em with the Rams, who have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald, and maybe the second best player on defensive football in Jalen Ramsey, and a Pro Bowl quarterback with weapons all over the field, a good offensive line, playing at home. Why in the world would that only be a pick'em? Like Vegas loves Tom Brady, and they Vegas love loves, Tom Brady. Uh, champions from last year, so they're. They're thinking they're rolling back into it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, at least, but okay, 
if you know anything about betting on football and Vegas lines, you usually get three points for being at home. Okay, it's almost a standard. So they had it as a pick'em. So basically, they had the Bucks favored to come to LA and win this game, which is just mind blowing to me because the Rams are for real, man. And weren't you guys without? You guys didn't have Daryl Henderson Jr. this game either. No, he's injured with a rear injury, but um, we got Sony Michelle. Yeah, we got a lot of Sony Michelle, a little bit of Jake Funk, uh, who the rookie, but um, they didn't really play him a lot. But Sony Michelle, he he pulled the weight. I think he's got the playbook down. Yeah, and and I don't think that this is uh that you can use this game as a referendum on the Bucks versus the Rams because the Bucks were without some people. I mean, uh, Antonio Brown wasn't playing, and Antonio Brown is a big deal, right? They were without him. They had some injuries on defense. Um, I think that I think this is a a, a precursor to the NFC Championship because. I could see these two teams being right back there again, playing uh, an amazing game. Although I made our prediction a couple weeks ago and I had the Packers going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen, but I could still see the Packers getting to the NFC championship to play the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be there. The Rams, I think are the best team in the NFC hands down. Speaking already of, speaking of Packers and I know you don't like that but that was a tough loss for the 49ers and uh they just gave Aaron Rodgers about 27 seconds too long it was a, yeah, exactly it was a tough loss but predictable right because I thought the Niners could win but once the Niners got down by two touchdowns it was a wrap uh our quarterback makes it inevitable that when you are down by two touchdowns or more with this 49ers team they're not coming back. So I don't care what happened when they got close and it almost was like we could have, you know, we took the lead and it was like, oh, no, 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 no. I knew we were going to lose this game because we don't have a quarterback who is a two touchdown come from behind quarterback. We spent a whole first half of an NFL game doing absolutely nothing. And why our offense, I, I swear, I swear, Kevin, the 49ers are the only team in the league that runs a tight end reverse on the regular. Right. We've got our tight end getting the ball on handoffs and running around the line like he's going to reach the edge. We got Trey Sermon trying to reach the edge against this fast Green Bay Packer defense. What are we doing? But I know what we're doing. We're just protecting our quarterback who can't throw the ball down the field with any regularity. And we're also protecting our rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, because he's not ready to start these games. So where are we at? We're in the middle. At the beginning of the season, I thought we could possibly be, you know, uh, there are going to be three teams from the NFC West that make the wild card. Hell, we could get four. Uh, the Niners, I, I think it's going to come down to the Niners and the Seahawks, who actually play next week. So we'll we'll get a little referendum on that. Um, it's going to come down to the Niners and the Seahawks as the odd man out, I believe, because I still believe the I mean, the Rams are definitely making the playoffs. You know, we're saying this without any injuries or foresight or knowledge of anything that's going to happen down the line. But if as things stand right now, teams and the way they look and the way they have looked, the Rams are number one, the Cardinals are number two, and then the Niners or the Seahawks will be the third team. I don't think four teams are going to make it out of that division. It's just almost impossible. Um, and I just don't think Jimmy G, this is it. This year, he's this is it. And they got their Trey Lance in there. And hell, if we get to a point where we lose a couple more games, hell, if we lose to the Seahawks next week, I think that's enough for everybody to think and know, you know what, this ain't going to happen this year. Let's put in the kid. Put in the kid and let's see what goes on. Because this defense isn't great enough to overcome Jimmy G's averageness. 
So we might as well throw the kit in there and, and see what we can do. Um, but there was also some other great games this week. Did you happen to catch the Ravens and the Lions, Kevin? I did not because I was at the other game, at the Ram game. But uh, I'm going to guess that the Ravens destroyed the Lions. <laughs> they did not destroy. You would think that they were going to destroy. They kept it close. They had to they had to come from behind and got a 66 yard field goal from Justin Tucker. Oh yes, I did see the record breaking 66 yard field goal. No, but and that's what that's what is making this league and this season so exciting because the parody. Like you think the Detroit Lions are god awful, which they are. I mean, I think they're they're zero and three, but they've been in some of these games. I mean, the first game against the 49ers, they were in it. They got blown out by the Packers the next week, but this week they hold the Ravens to 19 points. I mean, and it comes down to a last second miracle field goal for the Ravens to win. Kansas City and the Chargers, that right? Was an and, upset. Yeah. Oh, it was an upset. But it could have went either way, you know, and, and Patrick Mahomes is getting a lot of flack, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's being really loose with the ball. I mean, he's thrown a couple of interceptions these past few weeks that just don't look really Patrick Mahomes-ish. But that's usually what happens. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, he's a gunslinger. The guy throws the ball up, and sometimes you're going to have accidents. People are going to pick the ball off. Some of these things he's doing, he'll correct it. I mean, the Chiefs are still the class of the AFC Hands down. Nobody, I don't I don't care who, the Buffalo Bills looked good this past week against, I, don't, I forgot who the hell they played, but they scored like 41 points or something like that. I don't give a damn. They're not better than the Kansas City Chiefs. The Ravens are okay. They're missing a lot of running backs. Some of their defense is banged up. They got Lamar. I still think the Ravens and the Browns are the other class of the AFC. I mean, right behind the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are hitting on all cylinders and, and Patrick Mahomes is not making mistakes. They're the best team in the AFC. And a buddy of mine was actually talking about, hmm, I wonder if the NFL has caught up to Mahomes. And that's interesting, right? Because for for two straight years, he was just burning through the league, just killing it. I mean, hell, three straight years, killing it. And right now he's looking a little average, but I also think that's it's hyperbolic for people to be like, oh, I think the, the league caught up to, to Patrick Mahomes. No, he's the greatest quarterback that you've ever seen, and he just is being a little loose with the balls. Don't worry about it. They will be fine. Um, ben Roethlisberger threw the ball to Najee Harris. Uh, Kevin, you know who Najee Harris is? Uh, I do not, actually. He is the rookie running back from Alabama that was drafted by the Steelers in the first round. You know how many times Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball to their running back? 19 times. Wow. He targeted their running back 19 times, which tells you Ben Roethlisberger is done. <laughs> he can't throw the ball. Check down. Oh, he is checked down, Charlie. Time to go. But where do they go? The Steelers have done nothing to prepare themselves for Roethlisberger being done. And he was done last year. Which So, so it's like, what are we doing bringing this guy back and we still haven't done anything to replace him or find another option? And I said this before we had this show. I was talking about this uh, a year ago. Uh, when they made that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, they traded a first round pick, future first round pick to the Miami Dolphins for Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm like, why do you do this? The Steelers were not going to win a Super Bowl that year. And now you're foregoing and, and giving away a chance to get a quarterback to spell Ben Roethlisberger. And now it's happening. They have no quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger looks garbage. And this team is dead in the water. 
done. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs anyways because I picked the Browns to win the division and I picked the Ravens to come in second. I think I might reverse that. We'll have to see how it happens with the Ravens and the Browns when they when they finally play a game. But the Steelers are done. And the only thing that they should do, they don't need to go to Mason Rudolph because he's not the answer either, but they do have Dwayne Haskins sitting on their bench. Dwayne Haskins, former first-round pick of the Washington football team who got thrown out of there because he was just an idiot, a young dude, messing around, not taking things seriously. But he's over there with Tomlin and the Steelers. I think that organization is a place that people can go and get right. And the only shot they have is just throw that guy in there and see Hopefully, they don't have to spend some capital and draft a quarterback next year. They can see if Haskin has anything. See if if he can be the guy. Throw him in there because Ben Roethlisberger is done. And then we also had the Cleveland Browns versus the Chicago Bears. And everybody who listens to the show knows I am a Justin Fields fan. But uh, this past week, Kevin, he was boo boo and it wasn't all his fault like it it was his fault and people have been talking about this for weeks like should the bears start uh justin fields and is matt Nagy like you know hindering him and and why is he so committed to andy dalton starting justin fields started this game because there was an injury yeah they put him in there and and some people are saying well they should put in nick Foles. nah you put in justin fields and well he got sacked nine times this was inevitable I don't think we understand how dope the Cleveland Browns defense is. They have two Hall of Fame talents on their defensive end positions. Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Um, And the Chicago Bears offensive line is doo-doo. So what was Justin Fields going to do besides get sacked? And Matt Nagy did him no favors by never rolling him out, really. I mean, I think he rolled him out like once or twice the entire game. He had the dude dropping straight back. So Miles Garrett and J- Jadavion Clowney just looking back. Oh, okay, there he is. We know where he's going to be. We, they know exactly where he's going to be. Those dudes had an easy day. But I thought there was a lot of stuff that's correctable on there because there was some pat. He never. The, the good thing that uh, that Justin Fields did in this game was he never threw a turnover. He was getting beat up the whole day, and he kept coming back for more. He didn't fumble the ball. He didn't force the ball anywhere trying to you know make something happen. No, the dude was late on some throws that I think. If they go and watch game film, he'll see, okay, I've got to throw that ball quicker. Uh, okay, I've got to read this faster. I've got to make this line adjustment this way. This is what these rookie quarterbacks do, right? They, they're they going to struggle. They're going to make mistakes. But what you want are correctable mistakes, and I thought he did that. So next week, they play the Lions. That's going to slow the game down immensely for Justin Fields, right? It's going to be like watching a slow, cold syrup being poured. The game will be so much slower for him. And I think throwing him in the fire against the Cleveland Browns was a good thing for him. It can only get better. And people are saying like, well, his confidence can be shot. Well, yo, if his confidence is shot because he played a great defense in the NFL, then that ain't your guy. Then now you know, get rid of him. If he can't bounce back from this, then you, you you drafted the wrong dude. But I think that he will bounce back and he will be okay. And we'll see a whole different team next week. But the other rookie quarterbacks, mm, this ain't looking good. And I've been saying this forever. Zach Wilson is going to be the bust. He is, he is god-awful. Like, I mean... 
I just never understood what the hell the Jets were doing. You can't tell me. I've been watching. I played football until I was 21 years old. I watched football religiously, and I watch it different than most people. I watch it. I like to go to the games and sit way up top so I get a bird's eye view so I can see the plays develop and what's actually happening on the field. That's how I watch football. You can't tell me that a guy getting drafted number two overall who nobody told me I should be watching his last year in college and who lost to Coastal Carolina. You can't tell me that that dude should be a number two overall pick in the NFL. Those guys don't lose to Coastal Carolina. Those guys are must-see TV. Those guys have people texting you and, and writing stories and people calling you and saying, hey, yo, yo, you got to go check out Zach Wilson. I never heard that in my life. And then all of a sudden, this dude is the number two overall pick. And for what? Because he has arm talent? So you're telling me the NFL teams and, and media got punch drunk off of a dude with a bunch of YouTube clips showing him throw the ball really well. Not running, not escapability, none of that. He can't do anything extra. All he can do is throw the ball really well if everything is going right. And apparently he can't do that against Coastal Carolina. He's, he, he's going to be the bust. I mean, the, he, he just doesn't. The, the Jets might not win a game. They might, they might not win a game. I, I really can see them going 0 and 17. They have no offensive line. They have their running back is a rookie. They've got no receivers. Their defense is terrible. This is going to be epically bad. You're probably and, right. <laughs> <laughs> epically bad. But so far, I am I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the season. And 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 and, and real quick on the other two quarterbacks, Mac Jones. I've been saying it. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Trevor Lawrence um, looks okay, not great. These guys are struggling, but that's what's supposed to happen. They got to struggle, and then they got to make it out of that struggle. We'll see who succeeds. I'm still betting on Justin Fields. Hopefully, I'm probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> we'll be back. The NBA season starts October 20th. And some players will not be able to play in that opener. Um, the NBA has effectively, I mean, they're doing pretty well with COVID, right? The NBA has 90% of its players vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, today just came out. LeBron came out and said he got vaccinated. Woo! Because I was really worried because I love LeBron, but he was sound like an idiot talking about this, my choice, and it's a personal decision with me and my family. No, just say you ain't getting the vaccine, man, or you ain't vaccinated. That's all we need to hear so we can judge you our own way, right? Just stop with the, you know, the niceties. We don't need all that. Just, just give us the real. But today he came out and said he got the vaccine because, you know, he wanted to protect his family and, you know, and do it for his team and, you know, make sure everything was all good and ready to go. Yes, I love it. But there's a couple people in the NBA who uh, are not vaccinated. And um, most notably, Kyrie Irving. Yes, the same Kyrie Irving who once talked about the earth being flat. 
That's that. I mean, that, that right there told me everything I need to know. I knew Kyrie Irving was not going to be the getting vaccinated type when I heard that years ago. <laughs> I thought to myself, my I came back from the future and told my past self, hey, there's going to be a virus someday. And this dude ain't going to get vaxxed against it because of this statement right here. So, of course, Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated and it's a problem. Why is it a problem? Because New York City has a mandate which states that if you're going to do anything in large gatherings at some uh, restaurants and public events, not only does the staff or people working at the venue have to be vaccinated, players have to be vaccinated as well. The New the Brooklyn Nets play at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving will not be eligible to play in half of their games. The home games, the games that the fans, season ticket holders, pay money to come see, not just Kevin Durant, not just James Harden, Kyrie Irving. They're going to miss that guy. That same guy who got injured against the Bucks this past year in the, uh, the, uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals, right? Kyrie Irving gets hurt. Brooklyn Nets lose. Because they don't have Kyrie, that guy now is going to miss 41 games plus the playoffs. They're not going to change the mandate after the regular season. He won't be able to play in home games in the playoffs either. And not just Kyrie, uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to, he, he plays for the Golden State Warriors. San Francisco has a mandate that also states that players and uh, team workers and employees all have to be vaccinated or they cannot play at the Chase Center. So Andrew Wiggins is going to miss 41 games. Not that they're really going to miss him, right? He doesn't do anything anyways. And he tried to apply for um, an exemption from the NBA for religious reasons of not getting the vaccine. What religion is that? The, the religion of dumbassedness? I mean, what are we talking about here? And these guys continue. Kyrie continues to say, you know, uh, uh, it's a personal choice. Um, it's my privacy. Dog, what privacy? Just say you ain't getting the vaccine. And go ahead and be a pariah and have people hate you because he's going to have his entire team hating him. I mean, they just had media day for the for the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody was there at the facility except for who? Kyrie, who was on Zoom. Why? Because of COVID-19 protocols. He can't be there if he's not vaccinated. And now you're telling me this guy is going to be there for half the season. And he says, I'm, I'm just enjoying the process and, you know, I'll be there every day being a leader for my team. You Where? Where are you going to be, Kyrie? You're not going to be at the Barclays Center. You're not going to be at the practice facility. Like, you can't be there because you're not vaccinated. So the team's going to have to answer about this all year long. The fans are going to hate this guy. He's on a, he has a four-year, $136 million contract. And there's nothing the Nets, there's nothing the Nets can do. Literally, there's nothing they can do. Because the NF, the NBA Players Association is definitely going to have Kyrie's back, even if he's being an idiot, because they're supposed to. Right? They they advocate for the players. If the players don't want to put something into their body, which even though we might think it's a dumbass thing to say or do, they have to fight for it. Because what are they because why? Because unions fight for their, <laughs> their the people they represent. They're here to fight for NBA players. Anything stupid or idiotic that they might want to do, the NBA Players Association has to have their back. Has to. 
And Kyrie is costing this team possibly the chance to be the greatest basketball team we've ever seen. Right? When they played last year, when all three of them played together, which was a rarity, they were amazing. Hell, they were amazing with just James Harden and Kyrie. Then they were amazing with James Harden and, and, and Durant. Imagine having all three of those guys together. They would be phenomenal. But we're at risk of not seeing that because Kyrie wants to be Kyrie. And he says these dumb ass things. Like, I'm just a human first and I'm about humans. You know, they're asking him like, so um, what are your, what's your stance on the vaccine? Well, I'm a human. What does that mean, Kyrie? What does it mean to be a human? Like, everybody's human. Oh, I care for humans. Well, if you care for humans, how can you not get the vaccine that's killing humans? What are you talking about? That's getting humans sick, but you care. Oh, it's just, it's just maddening. And I've been a guy who's been on Kyrie's side forever. When people, when he went to the Celtics and people were complaining like, oh, Kyrie, he just is a ball hog. and He's not going to be able to lead this team or whatever. And then they got rid of him. And then they got worse. I told people, yo, Kimball Walker's nice. He's not Kyrie. When Kyrie was here with the Nets and he talked about taking mental health days and wanting to sit out. Yo, I'm listening to him. Yo, I get it. This is a tough job. Sometimes it's just not about the money that makes people happy. He should be able to take a step back and say, yo, my mental health isn't in the right place right now. I'm all for that. But this, no, you're just an idiot. Go get the vaccine. Go get the vaccine. And he's going to get it. He's going to get the vaccine because otherwise his legacy, which he keeps saying, I want to leave a, a great legacy. You know, maybe I want to see what, what my legacy is going to be in the world. Your legacy in the world is going to be a dude who wouldn't get the vaccine and cost his team a championship. Why? Because he was doing his own research. This is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He will get the vaccine because nobody wants to be the guy that is the pariah to the entire team, the entire organization. And this will reverberate around the league. Because he has no trade value. Now that he can't play in 41 games for the Nets, he has no trade value whatsoever. What are they going to do? Because there's other teams you can actually play for and play in their stadiums. Uh, Bradley Beal for the Washington Wizards says he's not getting vaccinated. They don't have a mandate in Washington, D.C. at that arena. So he can play in their games. And the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors opposing teams don't have to be vaccinated. They, I guess they just have to be the, within their COVID protocols. Just the home team players have to be vaccinated. So Bradley Beal is fine to say, I'm not going to be vaccinated. Kyrie has nowhere to go unless they trade him. And his trade value has plummeted because teams know we can get him for nothing. Because the Nets, what are they going to do? But I propose, listen, listen, listen. The Nets trade Kyrie Irving to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons. Problem solved. Ben Simmons gets out of Philadelphia, goes to the Nets, and they will be insane. Kyrie Irving gets to go to Philadelphia. There's no mandate there. He can play in all the games and be as loosey-goosey crazy as he wants to be. Him and Joel Embiid, and they'd actually be a good team. That would, that would make them better. Think about it. I'm probably right. I'm Reggie Watkins. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe, rate us, review, comment. Don't be hating. Thank you to Kevin Cleveland for running the boards, engineering, producing. Appreciate you. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.